Welcome back to the episode of Too Many Men. Tony Picknich, Tyler Dyes, John Galliotta, Eric Johnson here today. And we will have Casey Dale joining us later in the show to talk about fighting at Rough and Rowdy next Friday. Uh, but we're going to start off with some news that just broke out of Major League Baseball. Uh, Nolan Arenado on his way from the Colorado Rockies to the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Eric, you got anything back on a return for that? Uh, well, right now, just it literally like three minutes ago, Rosenthal tweeted it. And nothing since? Because I know trade talks have been heating up over the past two days. And I will... Uh, these teams went back and yeah, revisited I something. Will, I will keep you guys. Yeah, I'll keep you guys in note because the return is probably going to break while we're recording. Yeah. So the, this uh, these two teams are talking before before COVID, you know, really delayed the start of the MLB season, and they finally circled back been, around to it. This has been a long time coming for St. Louis. Uh, yeah, I, I I'm interested to see what they gave up. Um, because St. Louis is a team that, as of last year at least, I'd say was fringe. You know, definitely in the playoffs or competing for it. But you know, are you going to compete with an LA Dodgers? Probably not. But uh, Nolan Arenado definitely makes him more of a contender out in the NL. John, yeah, it's yeah, kind I'm, of weird. I'm, I'm, yeah, go ahead, John. No, yeah, I'm, I'm reading that uh, apparently. The Rockies are sending the Cardinals significant cash, believed to be in $50 million, and Arenado will also be deferring money. Interesting. So what are the Cardinals giving back? uh, Yeah, Jeff Pass and Tweed, we're still waiting on return. So is this... I mean, Arenado's still a quality player. Is this a salary dump? I'm not sure what the the Rockies really gained from it, but yeah, what you were saying? Sorry, Eric. Yeah, I think it's more that the Rockies know that they are not competing with the Padres and Dodgers. And let's be real. We all know what the Colorado Rockies roster is, essentially. Yeah, it's not they're great. Not, no, they just lost Daniel Murphy to retirement today. Now they're trading Arenado. So you think that with what you want. Um, Mets showed no interest in Arenado throughout this entire process. So okay. that that's the big news out of baseball. A trade in January. Uh, Nolan Arenado on his way to the St. Louis Cardinals. Let's talk uh, a little bit, and more stuff's going to come in as we go, most likely. So let's talk a little bit about what happened today in the great city of Philadelphia. City of brotherly love. New Uh, coach there. Yeah, with Nick Sirianni and his introductory press conference with the Philadelphia Eagles. And we actually have a clip from it now. Uh, I know LeFouk posted this on Twitter because he's, he's upset. And rightfully so. I mean, there were definitely more attractive uh, head coaching candidates out there, and they went after Nick Sirianni. They also fired the guy that got them a Super Bowl. Yeah, that they did yeah. do. Yeah. Like, how do you do that? Two years removed from his Super Bowl winning season. Now nah, you're done. So well, t- I, I know why, because he lost the locker room after what happened in Week 17. Yeah, I mean, he did. When you lose, when you yeah, lose you a locker can't, room like that, you're not getting it back. Well, he was being a douche. Like, you don't fucking sit yeah. guys and not win a game because you want a fucking different team. It's, it's Get the a, fuck out of here. That's a, unsportsmanlike. It's a what have you done for me lately league, so. Especially in Philadelphia. Yeah. This isn't yeah. Pittsburgh. They throw batteries at people. I don't know. Eric like, brings up a good point. I do like that he got canned because he was a dickhead. And, like, that should be a warning shot to the rest of the coaches in the league. I don't care how much you don't like a different team. You never not try. Yeah. You always have to try until the very last breath. 
It doesn't matter if the game's for nothing. It doesn't matter if it's for the Super Bowl. You're supposed to give your everything in every game. Just just look at the Jets last year. You know, like they, that team had no like you know playoff aspirations at all. But none whatsoever. Till, even, no yeah, reason none, to win none, any games. Any and game in all. fact, a prize at the end of the road for losing. If you lose games. Mm-hmm. And but, they won three of their last four yeah, games. Because uh, two, two. But here's the thing. I'm sorry, two. Yeah, players, like players, don't want to lose. Organizations do. Players want to win no matter what. Yeah, but so. then the coach just sat down their best player in, uh, in the Philly game. They should want to yeah. win. The, the Jack, yeah, and if, he, if, if anyone, you want to lose, you got to make it a little less obvious. You know, I just want to say yeah. it's a little bit bullshit that people kept calling out the Jets for like intentionally tanking, like with that Henry Ruggs play. You know, like Greg where Cover Ryan, Zero. Yeah, where Greg Williams got fired. That because, was Greg Williams' yeah, fault. That was just a bad he, call. He also does that on a consistent basis. Yes, he does always. that consistently. He's always made that call in that situation. If, if anything, like if anything, the Jags literally were starting Mike Glennon over Minshew when Minshew was healthy the entire season, pretty much after like week eight. Yeah. That was blatant tanking. That was blatant tanking, and they got Trevor Lawrence out of it. Listen, I'm sure they the don't Jets talk shit about my man Mike Glennon. But their Draft backup man. was Falco. All right, you kind of set yourself up for disaster there, John. All right, let, let's 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 hear a clip from Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni in his introductory press conference today uh, with Philadelphia Eagles. Next thing that's very important to me is that we build a smart football team. That we have a smart football team here, and I know we have the the people in place to do that. The first part of that, the first part of being smart, is knowing what to do. We're gonna we're gonna know we're gonna have systems in place that are easier to learn, all right? Complicated to the defense or offense that they're going against or the special teams group they're going against, but easy for us to learn. Because when we can put that, because we, when we can learn our system and we can get good at our system, then our talent can take over. Less thinking equals talent take over, but we need to have systems in place and we will have systems in place to do so. Some interesting things that, that he had to yeah. say there. I- do you, it might I mean, just be nerves. Right there. Yeah. Has he has he been a head coach anywhere else? No, he's the offensive like, coordinator in Indianapolis. Okay, yeah. so let's be fair. He really hasn't been in front of the cameras that I much. I understand, but somebody clears that speech before he makes it, and it's really that person I'm having a problem with. That's I think fair. he went off the script a lot because it really seemed like he was a high schooler trying to just write filler words on an essay yeah. and just kept repeating the same stuff. He was stuff. also trying not to say, uh, um, you could see. Like, he would just stop for a second and then just be like, smart. Systems. <laughs> Systems. <laughs> and, I mean, let's and talk. Once, once you don't have to think, that's when the skill takes over. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> We're going to have... It sounds, like, it sounds like he's saying, oh, crap, I need to fill in 45 minutes worth of press conference. I just, just got to get time. Thing. Over and over again. Is the clock still running? Have I hit three minutes <laughs> yet? He, like, he speaks how a high schooler writes an essay. You know, it's just what? like fill words, I filling mean, words. Like you know, trying to get that fucking listen, requirement. Listen, the the skill taking over thing. That's that's something. But him <laughs> saying, uh, uh, "Our schemes are gonna be simple, yeah, and easy to learn. But hard for the other team, easy for us. What? No." He's acting like no other team is going to have any tape on whatever they do and is not going to be able to pick up their simple systems. Like if you're going to have if you're going to have a complicated scheme, like the Giants last year ran a really weird fucking especially on defense. Defense, yeah. their defense was fucked. Like no one offensive coordinators in the league were like I had no idea what they were doing. They'd look like one way and then all of a sudden they play a different way. But the defensive players 
in the beginning of the season had no fucking idea what they were doing and it yeah. didn't work. It didn't start to come together until like the middle of the season and it fell apart at the end because and the Giants are dog shit. Let's be but, honest. Was that year from Phillip Rivers and the Indianapolis Colts offense really warranting of a head coaching job no. in the National Football League? That was no. not. Eric Bieniemy still is not a head coach. I have an insane problem with that. We got to also I mean, watch more rings. There's a reason that Eric Bieniemy is not a head coach. That we don't know about as True. a general. They keep saying he's a bad interviewer. How I, bad of an interviewer could he be? He's got rings. I, listen, I also, ring. I mean, should be rings. Listen, if you if you want to, would you rather be the offensive coordinator on a team you know is going to be amazing for the next no, ten years? No, but he's interviewing for these teams, and they're going in different this. directions. Like he interviewed for the Houston job. What's going and on there? And yeah. they narrowed down their choices Josh to McCown. Leslie Frazier. And, uh, oh, Eric, what is his name? The guy they actually hired? David Cully. David Dave Cully. Dave Cully. Josh McCown. Who? Right? No, Why? We have to, we'll talk about that in a second, but, like, And there's also to, a, yeah. a, a plethora of college coaches. Mm, I don't like that route. I like I like offensive coordinator more than I like going to college. Like, I do not like what Jacksonville did. I don't like I just, Meyer. I just want to point out what Nick Sirianni Frank Reich is the offensive play caller for Indianapolis too. <laughs> this guy it's not is not even him. This guy's never even called plays before, and, he, and obviously so, it's not like he's like is this. This is your leader of men. Well, to be fair, the Giants hired Joe Judge, who was a special teams coach. He really didn't call. That's plays different. Before. That's different. At least he That's basically different. headed up a department yeah. of the team. Yeah. Sirianni was the offensive coordinator. For Frank Reich's offense. Yeah. So oh, another thing with this NFL coaching carousel complete, only one coach that got hired has at least one game of NFL head coaching experience. Only one. Dan Campbell. That's it. That's my Dan boy. Campbell. My boy up in Detroit. Was that a good hire? By Absolutely not. But oh, yeah. I is. love that man. Dude, that guy's insane. I know, but he's not going to win football games. Talking about biting kneecaps <laughs> yeah. off and shit. I love that. Jesus. Okay, a little bit of an update. Trouble. A little bit of an update on Arenado. Uh, there are still procedural things to square away. This is from Jeff Passan. There are still procedural things to square away because a lot of money is exchanging hands, and Arenado would be deferring money as well, and he still needs to sign off on it. But expect this to be finalized in the near future. Yeah, it's going to come down to whether or not he'll sign off on getting the hell out of Colorado, and why would because you? that is so much money. Yeah, that's a lot of cash that they're even talking about being transferred over. Like, usually it's a couple million dollars in a trade, but... um, So, he's going to be... Go ahead. He signed an eight-year, $260 million contract um, that kicked in 2020. He's not going to be a free agent until the 2027 season. He's mm, making thirty-five million dollars every year until twenty twenty-four, thirty-two and twenty-five, and twenty-seven million twenty-six. When he will be thirty-five, Arenado is currently twenty-nine thirty season. Yeah, he turns thirty April sixteenth. I mean, St. Louis. St. Louis is looking at their situation like they're in a win-now mode. I still don't think this is enough to compete with a, a Dodgers or a Padres. Well, there are they or even in, a Mets at that point. Win now, or are they just at the point yeah. where they're like? We're a baseball team. We can spend money. There's no cap. <laughs> no, but there's, there's a luxury enough. tax. Yeah. yeah, but... And teams aren't going to want to hit that, especially this year. There's enough to compete in the NL Central, which is a very weak division. Yeah, I, I think this gives them the NL Central, but once you branch out of that, 
you got problems because you're not beating the Dodgers. You're not beating the Padres. I think the Mets give you problems. I think the Braves definitely give you problems. Are we going to talk about the Steve Cohen situation? We'll get there. Like, uh, I was going to say, do you think this is a move we'll, that – We'll talk about that at, hypo- to end the show. We'll talk about Steve Cohen. Hypothetically, okay. would you say this is a move that like, uh, if in a couple months, like when you know, they'll probably be able to have fans in the stadium, that this puts fans in the stadium for the Cardinals? Like, uh, even that might the Cardinals be. sell out pretty well as yeah. is. They never had a fan issue. No. Well, to be like fair, it's, they're, it's like like they're only team. Like, like John, it's them and the Blues. You know, Right? Right. Yeah. John, you know who, so like, you know who, you know who will have a fan issue, right? Colorado. Who? Colorado Rockies. Yeah. Oh, they yeah, now yeah, don't have an, a name. Yeah, it's true. Like, uh, what, you're, you're, you don't you're just Charlie Blackman. That's it. Like you just went, you go to Rockies games. You go, oh, I'm gonna see Nolan Arenado. Now you're gonna see, okay. To be it's fair, a lot of people that go and well, watch baseball like live are either families with like smaller children, or, uh, or like old people. Yeah, true. That's no. like. That's like the main yeah, group but of having that are ha- having games. a name brings out it more helps. people. It helps bring more like, people, and then especially with like watching it on TV, mostly yeah. old people. Think about what happened with the Padres and their attendance once they got Machado. Yeah, it went up. Yeah. It booms. Yeah, Slam Diego. All right, relax yourself. It's Slam Diego. Uh, oh, Tom, Tom has walked in. Who has Hello, entered Tom. our cove? Want to say something? What's going on, guys? I thought you were going to say All right, before we get to Casey, I want to talk to you real quick because yeah. uh, you're a Jets fan. Let's go. <laughs> I want to talk to Sean Watson. Let's, you. Jo- oh, let's do this. Johnson and Johnson come. How are you going to feel when he's not a Jet? How do you feel when First he's of all, Miami Dolphins? Can we not pretend like Deshaun game? Watson's not going to be – he's going to be a Jet? I don't think he is. Deshaun I legitimately Watson's do not think he is. Where do you think he's going? I think he's going to go to Chicago. Who has the most to give up? Well, well the Jets like, got the second overall to give yeah. up. We, yes, I, I get that. I'll gas no breaks. Like, Relax. no other Poor team John. in the league has as good of a package. Like, if he, he was a free agent, I'm 100% with you. He's not going to the Jets. Here, he is not a free agent. If he He's going to go wherever the fuck he wants to go. Like, the team's going to give him to whoever can give them the most in return. And if the most in return they can get is the Jets' second overall. Anything else, I'd say yes. Anything else. But football is weird. Uh, Deshaun's not being a prima donna. He's not I, wanting. To I'm not saying he is anything like that. Like, but really, from a Houston Texans standpoint, let's say you get each team's top package, and the Jets are throwing in two firsts, one of them being the second overall pick, and a team like San Fran is throwing in three firsts, a team like Chicago is throwing in three firsts. That second overall pick is very good looking. But if you're not high on Justin Fields or Zach Wilson, what's the point? You don't need to be high on Justin Fields or Zach Wilson as the as Houston right now. You take that, you get a piece, something you desperately need that you don't think is going to be there at whatever position you already have in, in the first round. Yeah, Which, do they, do they even have their first overall uh, first no, round no, pick? No, Miami has. First, first, yeah, so pick. they need a first-round pick, at least one. And if they're looking at the two spot and they can say, we can have anybody on the board except for Trevor Lawrence, and there's a hope, it's a very slim one, that the Jaguars, that Jaguars might fuck up and not take Trevor Lawrence, and then all of a sudden this blonde-haired god has fallen into your laps, and as Houston, you'd be stupid not to take that chance. Now, as Houston, you go, okay, let's say we're in a position to rebuild turn around, and in five years we'll be competing again. Which is what that general manager's thinking with that five-year contract he signed. 
How how bad do you want to go down the road in the playoffs and have to play Deshaun Watson? Listen, that would look. That would be. That would be <laughs> you a don't want to do that. That'd be a tough Listen, look. But there's 16 teams yeah. in the National Football League where you don't even have to consider that until Super Bowl Sunday. Right. I don't think. I don't think there's any I desire to trade him in the conference. That's coming to. That's coming up in their minds. I think right now, their goal is to get as much return as they possibly can for a guy who clearly does not want to play for them. I think if you're trading Deshaun Watson, I think Deshaun's not even going to go until like two yeah. week two. Really? Of the season? Yeah, I think he's going to play the first couple games Uh, in Houston. Um, Now, if you're trading Deshaun Watson, you need to get your answer back now. That's my standpoint of it. Oh, yeah, you're thinking you have to give it up before the draft. you got to get a replacement now. Yep. And now what if if you're not sold on fields or... What if the Jets package is second overall and another first and Sam Darnold? Let me just give you my perspective. That's interesting. And then you get back to Sean Watson. Nothing else, just to Sean. Yeah. And maybe like a third. Yeah, just, to, just to make it e- even. I, if I was, I still wouldn't start no? Darnold. I would not start Darnold. Over, yeah, just, over Justin Fields. I would still take Fields at two. I understand. I, you're saying, hypothetically, Houston does not want Fields. <laughs> yeah. Then, so, then, then, yeah, I, guys, it, it depends, maybe your, it, it depends how high you are on Sam Darnold. Because Sam Darnold, well, Sam we don't Darnold's, know what that front office is thinking. They just changed everything. I know. Well, Sam Darnold, Bill O'Brien would have traded off to Sean Watson for a bag of peanuts. I know, but the only thing we know for sure is that he's out of Houston. I don't know. I he can't play there anymore. Because we look at the situations where players force themselves out on football teams in the past. Let's for just for comparison's sake, let's look at Jalen Ramsey. And there's another one. Uh, what? What's uh, your corner's name? Uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey's one. Oh, you mean Jamal Adams? Jamal yeah, Jamal Adams. Adams. Yeah. He's a safety. Let's yeah, look at those Whatever. two. What is the difference between those two and Deshaun Watson? Well, they were being... They, like, not that. Okay. Not personality. What then what are you talking about? How many more years did Jamal Adams have on his contract when they traded him? Oh, like one. One. How many more years yeah, did Jalen Ramsey have? Yeah, Deshaun's got, what, two or three? Deshaun Watson's a free agent in 2026. Oh my God! Five he years left. His contract right before last no, season. So here's the thing, though. Deshaun and Watson. And then they traded his entire team. And then if, if he looks Deshaun, at the team and goes, "I'm not going to play," the team goes, "Okay." Deshaun Watson. We don't no, pay you. No, no. Here's the thing. All they can do is fine him. They still have to pay him his guaranteed money. All they can do his is his guaranteed find him. money. They could take away his no, game check but, each week, no. which I guarantee you he's not going to want to no, sacrifice. Here's the thing. He can still this. take the hit. All he's going to be charged is fifty thousand dollars in fines <laughs> a week for not reporting the like the camp and He whatever. still gets all his money. He's going to. He get, doesn't get his game checks yeah, if he doesn't report checks. But he I understand. Still gets a good amount he gets of money. fined and he doesn't get his game checks. He's not going to turn down his game checks. Let me let me tell you. Let me ask you that. Go ahead, Eric. Let me ask you guys this. What if the man goes out there and takes a knee every single snap? That would be a power move. That is a power move. Because now you're getting your game check because you showed up for the game, and And they either have to release you or trade you. There's nothing else they can do. Or bench you if that's the route they want to go. All right, fine. We'll pay you all this money just to have you sit on the bench. Imagine they turn around and said, okay, we're going to completely tank your career, and you're going to sit behind like Nick Foles for four years. (laughs) Let us know when you want to play again. That'd be amazing. (laughs) 
Listen, let me just give you my perspective. If on I if I was quick. if I was using GM, I wouldn't even trade. I couldn't. Oh, I would talk to him first. Talk to him. Talk to him all you want. It's not going to make a difference. Deshaun has seen so many things in Houston that he's unhappy with. He's looking at JJ Watt's career and saying, "That's not going to be me. I'm not going to be one of the best players in my position and be stuck on this horrible team." I still have to believe JJ Watt gets traded before Watson though. Listen, I don't, I don't, I don't like. Listen, JJ's getting up there in age too. They're both yeah. going to be traded, but it's a matter of like when? Watson's still going to be traded. It's not going to be when the regular season. He's going to be traded by the draft before the draft, for sure. Because if he's the draft's going to, if he's going to get traded, because like, think about it. I think the, I think JJ Watt does too. Picks are so imperative to this. I think yeah. JJ Watt does too, because a lot of teams are going to be looking out in the defensive market. And if you're going to bring in a player like that, you might as well do it before you even touch any player who's a free agent. Here's yeah. my reason for thinking that the Jets have like an actual chance at getting Watson. I'm it's, completely with yeah. you. I think they're the, the front runners. I that, do too. I think they're the favorites mm-hmm. for him. I think they are too, Listen, but I don't think he goes there. But here's the thing. I, the reason I feel so confident in that and not the Dolphins, because you know everyone's like the Dolphins are a more complete team, whatever. I don't even here's think the, the Dolphins thing. are two. As far I don't as, think the Dolphins as, get it. No. As far as the Texans go, I do not think that that – a package of their own draft pick, the number three pick, and to a te- and to a you know an injury prone quarterback who really okay have don't a do that season. don't He's do not that injury prone. He's played one year. Seriously. Don't do that. He had injuries in college. He had the that one big injury, injury that knocked prone. him out really. Can we talk about how tried to? Can we talk about how John tried to say his last name and got through Tago and just said you know. screw it? I'm just Tua. <laughs> Tua Listen, Tago Viola. What do the Jets have? Four first-round draft picks over the course of the next two years? Yeah. I think if you're yeah. the Jets, you don't want to give up more than three of those. You don't want to give up all four. No, no. but you can also go a year in the future, too, past but that. what is more of a, Look at it from a Houston perspective. Jets say we'll trade you two. We'll trade you, what is it, 21? 23. 23? Uh, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold and a first next year. Yeah. That's a lot. And Miami looks at you and goes, okay... We'll trade you three. We'll trade you 16, a first next year, and two at Tonga Viola. No, because here's Are the they thing. giving up Tua, though? Who? The Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah, they're giving them Tua. Are they ready to move past Tua? Hey, Deshaun Watson falls in your lap. I hate getting... I hate getting rid of quarterbacks after one year if it's a Josh Rosen situation. I hate getting rid of Josh Rosen and then bringing in another rookie quarterback. I, I, it doesn't make any sense. But Deshaun Watson's different. Man led the league in passing this year, and his number one receiver was Will Fuller and Kenny Stills, who left. Will Fuller He's a top five quarterback. He's a top oh, yeah. five quarterback. Yeah. yeah, here's the thing, though. The Dolphins, it's the 18th pick for them. And, dude, the Texans aren't going to trade for their own draft pick back. The optics for that... Would be terrible. Yeah, you think that's true. this is a team? This is a team that gave away under different managers. Under different I understand. Management. This is the GMs trying to get respect back to the team. Mm. Listen, we got our first back. We got one in the teens as well. We have our starting quarterback for the future in Tua Tonga Viola. We draft a weapon at three. Mm, but here's the thing: we keep guys, JJ Watt on defense. Wait, guys, this is this is draft day, real life. This Bo- is the movie. They yeah. gotta take Bo Callahan. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. This is did anybody draft, go to did anybody go to Devonta Smith's birthday party? <laughs> That's what we gotta find out. Um so I, I think if it comes down to let's say the picks are the same, three first round picks for each side, and it comes down to whether or not you're gonna have uh, either Justin Fields or Sam Darnold, 
as compared to Tua Tonga Viola? I'm taking Darnold. Are you really? I'm yeah, taking Tua. Now, nah, so here's the thing. Tua showed promise, but Tua is still a question mark. We've seen Darnold play extremely well in some games. Exactly. In other games, he's played really badly. But I feel like that's just coaching that he's had. He hasn't had a consistent coaching staff, and he hasn't had a very good coach. Darnold's had nothing also around him. Yeah, he also has no pieces. He's not going to have any pieces in Houston. I understand. But but what he's had no What pieces, pieces has Tua Tagovailoa had in the 9 games he's there? Devontae Parker. Okay. Like exactly. We bring up Miles Gaskin. We bring Gaskin. up Devontae Parker now. During the season we treat him like he's a number 3 wide receiver. Preston Williams. Albert Wilson. Yeah, but like I take Devontae Parker. You miss me with Albert Wilson and <laughs> the Preston Dolphins, Williams. The I Dolphins. take Devontae Parker over uh, Jameson Crowder. I take Miles Gaskin over whoever the hell the running back for the Jets Frank currently Gore. is. Frank Gore. Frank Gore. Frank Gore. Taking, and I take Mike Gesicki <laughs> over Chris Herndon or Ryan Griffin. Taking, you're taking. Yeah, fair. The Dolphins have a better team than the Jets. Let's yeah. just all yeah. agree on that. Yeah. But and also, let's not act like the pieces are far and away better than whatever the Dolphins no, are rolling out. Regardless, I'm, I'm trying to bring it to the coaching staff. The coaching staff in Miami last year was amazing. You could see the structure. You could see how good it was. And then you go over here to New York, and there's just a dumpster fire in Adam Gase. And it's just atrocious. The reason Deshaun wants to go to the Jets is because of Robert Sala. Yeah. He's also very high on Brian Flores. Something that was lost in this whole translation once the Jets hired Sala. Yeah, but... And, and of course, we're... What? I haven't heard that as much. All I know is that one of the reasons he was so pissed with Houston is because they didn't even bring Sala in for an interview. And Deshaun also has said he wants to go to the Jets. Yeah. And And if if you need anything else... Like that... Yeah. The other thing the Jets have... Cap space. Cap space. Yes, they is do. it Miami? No, not as much. It. They spent all that money on like, uh, what's his name, Byron Jones, Kyle Van Noy. Last That's why their defense year. is so they, good. They picked up a lot in the offseason last year. Because so remember, batteries. before the draft, before they got Tua, they gave up like everything. Well, let's say you're Miami. You trade for Deshaun Watson, and you, you have to take that cap space. And cap that's fine. Too. That's fine. And you sign like a. Uh, Kenny Galladay. Yeah, like a Kenny Galladay. Well, yeah. Allen Robinson's name's been linked to the Jets. Or maybe a I have a feeling Allen Robinson's going wherever Deshaun Watson goes. Ooh. Yeah. Apparently, Ooh. rumor has it he wants $25 million a year. Oh, no. No. Yeah. No. That's what he says. Oh, Jets yikes. We have. We can afford it. <laughs> Just saying. All right. Hey, hey Tua, yeah. uh, uh, Sam Darnold threw 11 interceptions last year. Yep. I understand. Tua, Tua threw, threw 11 touchdowns. <laughs> How many did Darnold throw Nine. last year? Yeah. Well, like I said, bad Adam coaching Gase. staff. Adam Gase. Adam Gase. That has nothing to do career. with where he's throwing the ball. Look at Tannehill. That's why I'm putting interceptions in there. I'm not saying touchdowns, touchdowns, people get open. Look at Tannehill. The man threw a le- uh, two or threw five. I'm going to hit you with Tannehill. Tannehill looked atrocious when he was in Miami. He went to Tennessee. The man is a god there. Now, part of that is Derrick Henry. But the other part is he's playing really goddamn solid. All right, Sam when you're Donald, under Gase and you're a rookie quarterback, your career is over. Sam Darnold played 38 games in his career. He has 13 wins. Good for two, him. Two was played nine. He's Thir- on the Jets. Six. He's on the Jets. They went seven and nine last year. The Jets are not a good team. They went seven and nine last I year. I understand. They went four and twelve this year. Yeah, bad team. So what? That's not that's year. not Sam Darnold's fault. Oh, yeah, no, right. I don't so. blame that on Sam. I blame that on the coaching that was staff. Two years ago. <laughs> 
I remember when you guys hired Gase and everybody, oh, we got our guy. Gase no, is going to be so Listen, good. No one ever was high on no Gase. You were high on no Gase one, when you first no picked him up. Not. Yes, you were. Listen. And then you oh, come no, to the season two. All season. you Jets fans are like, once we get weapons, once he's at a full health on his wide receivers, Listen, once we get Mims back. Two games in. What two are you games doing? Why are you moving season? that away from Eric? <laughs> <laughs> two games into the season. What was it? Oh, console the season. It's over. Fire Gase. This is dog shit. Listen, which it was. You confuse my optimism for like, <laughs> for like what you're saying. Like no, I like what what as soon as Adam Gase was hired, the press conference with the fucking bug eyes. I was like no, and <laughs> listen, he was just fired from Miami six days before they hired him. Yep. I never like. And he also, like, I think Tua Tagovailoa just adds a different element that Sam Darnold doesn't possess. He's he's better mobile. Than Sam Darnold is. Too. Sam Darnold was a number three pick a couple years ago. That has nothing to do with his mobility. No, they didn't draft him. Went man, that guy's mobile three. Watch that. Watch that forty-seven yard touchdown against the Broncos again. Okay, Looking I, like I under. Are Lamar they running the read there. option with Sam Darnold? Why not? <laughs> Have you seen why him? Not? No, I'm hitting you with a why not as well. Have okay, you seen him? He's, he's not in bad touchdown. shape. He's not a bad. That kid's got a freaking. <laughs> Listen, if Daniel Jones can run, I, he can. Daniel too. Jones was the fastest running player in He's the NFL insane. this year. He's insane. That that run where he fell, everybody likes to make fun of him because he fell. Oh, he fell down. He was going faster than any other player in the league did the, the entire year. Get fucked. Uh, also, if the Giants had a chance, had a chance at getting Deshaun Watson, I would trade Daniel Jones in a heartbeat. I would give them Daniel Jones in my first round picks for the next three seasons. <laughs> I don't care. Neither do I. Deshaun Watson fixes think, everything. You know how often a quarterback like this is available in the trade market? Never. They're gonna get like a king's ransom for him. Yeah. I would. I would be okay with the Jets giving all of our first round picks for the next two years, like four of them, and Darnold. See, and a second. see, you don't well, want to put tough. yourself in a spot where now you have no room to get him help. Because <laughs> <laughs> then you're just Houston. Because then you're Houston again. You've just you've you've dug yourself we right back into the no, same we hole. We have cap space. No, it doesn't matter about cap space. A lot of people are going to look at New York and go, "Do I want to go to the Jets or the Giants?" And uh, no, it's Watson. It's about it's about the quarterback. Yeah, no. People will go like people will go to where Mah- people go to where Brady is. People okay, go to where Mahomes Brady is. And Deshaun Watson are not the, not the this, same quarterback. This doesn't come down to where Deshaun Watson will waive his no trade clause to go to. This is going to come down to which team gives the best trade offer, and I think it's going to be Miami because I think it's going to be who you value at quarterback more, and I think Tua Tagovailoa is valued higher than Sam Darnold or Justin Fields is because if you look at Deshaun Watson and say, okay, we'll trade you to Chicago, and he says, I don't want to go to Chicago, and they go, okay, then you're going to sit in Houston. Not a matter of that. He'll wave it instantly. It's Zach Wilson. Yeah. Zach Wilson had two. Man. Zach Wilson's not good. What are you talking? Mormon Mahomes. Mormon Mahomes, dude. He's actually. He's probably gonna go number two overall. No, he's not. Like if the if if we don't get Watson, Why we're gonna draft him. Of who? Everything. Uh, he's not going two. Why not? Because if the Jets took Zach Wilson at two, he's a better fit for the for the Shanahan offense that we're gonna be running. We're also three. You're running a Shanahan there. offense? Yes, we got Mike Lafleur from San Francisco. Oh, Their no, passing John, game no. offense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys are putting a lot of hope in him to be able to do what you want. I saw him have Jimmy G throwing, so I don't know how much <laughs> I trust in that. Listen, I don't. Also, you, also, he's throwing to George Kittle. Do you have a George Kittle? No, say, Get a George Kittle and we'll talk, John. Say you will, what you will about the Niners, but like even last year, like and like 2019, before they had Brandon Ayuk, and like even before they had Emmanuel Sanders, they Ayuk. were tearing teams up. 
They were first-round receiver. You I, I know yeah. who he is, but yeah. Ayuk? Did I say that? How, what? You said Ayuk. It's Ayuk. Ayuk? Oh, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> 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 oh, man. All right, so Casey Dale coming on. Uh, right now we're going to play the interview. Smooth uh, transition there. Yeah, man. thank you. Uh, he's fighting a rough and rowdy next Friday night in Charlestown, West Virginia. Super Bowl watching. three. Uh, he's fighting Shizat the Rizat. Do you know what time? Probably eight. That's yeah, when it starts. Probably, it's, yeah. it's either eight or nine. Yeah. Okie doke. We'll just do a podcast before that. I'll be here Friday. All right, so we're going to move now to our interview with Casey Dale. Again, rough and rowdy next Friday. Buy it when it becomes available Monday. Buy it then. So here's Casey. We have Casey Dale joining us again on Too Many Men. Uh, Casey, we want to welcome you in. You're always welcome. You know that. Uh, you're fighting next Friday at the Super Brawl 3 in Charlestown, West Virginia, rough and rowdy, uh, presented by Barstool Sports. How you feeling going into next week? Dude, I cannot wait. Uh, I kind of like the limelight now, um, and things are things are getting there. Like I'm, I, I feel like... I could blow up anytime soon. Uh, as for the fight, uh, nothing's changed. Like, I put in my work. I know what I do. And I'm not really scared of anyone on the rough and rowdy card. Well, let's flash back a little bit to your last fight. Uh, and you were pretty confident going into that. And it was just domination. That's yeah. what it was. Total ass whooping. Yeah, yeah. That dude didn't stand a chance. Um, really great guy, though. Uh, but like the, the promoter talked to me after he was like, dude, you were telling me like you were going to beat him up, but yo man, that, that was a mistake on my part. I was like, okay. Like, (laughs) Uh, like, I was going to say like, what happens if I knock this dude out the same way? Like, is that a mistake on your part too? No, it just shows that I'm putting in work. (laughs) So I I imagine you're expecting a little bit more of a test this time you're fighting Shizat to Rizat. Uh, next Friday, and I can already tell by his picture, he looks like a little bit more formidable of an opponent. Dude, I honestly don't know. Like, uh, he fought last time against Brendan Kelly, um, and he lost. Why am I fighting someone that lost? Winners only. Uh, yeah, I want to fight like real competition. Uh, you're not going to move that, up face people who lose. Exactly. So that that whole like. Fiasco. Sorry, I'll I'll get to your question. No, I I don't think he's much better than Trailer Park. Honestly, those two should have fought each other. That would have been a great matchup. Shizat's like five foot six. Um, like reach wise, like I'm probably just gonna stand there, bang on him, and he he can't touch me. Um, but yeah, if if I didn't do that whole like Bryce Hall call out, I would have got the title shot. So the promoter called me. He was like, yeah, so, like, the title shot, like, what's up with that? And I was like, oh, uh, give it to Brendan Kelly if, you know, if, if the potential for that fight is there. Assuming, like, I would still get it if the, the money fight, you know, isn't there. Yeah. But he gave it to Brendan Kelly, so I'm kind of pissed. Uh, like, well, listen, they're just sleeping on you again. You're going to have to just do it again, yeah, which I know you have it. no problem doing. Very true. Yep. 
Now, I want to talk a little bit about last time you were there, and there was some uncertainty going into it regarding COVID protocols. Uh, what was different from that rough and rowdy, from rough and rowdies you fought of, fought in in the past? Yeah, dude. Honestly, I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, so we had to do, like, the whole COVID test, you know, blood test, and uh, we just had to keep our masks on, kind of socially distance ourselves from each other, uh, which kind of sucked. But, like, as for the atmosphere, like, it still felt like a rough and rowdy. Like, the people, the, the one person that you could bring that time, like, they they made it feel known that, like, oh, they're cheering for you. <laughs> so. Very similar protocols this time around as well? Uh, yes. Yeah. No crowd. Same thing. COVID test, you know, masks on always. Uh, but we can bring more people. We can bring two people this time, which is pretty cool. So looking forward to that. Last time we discussed that it could have been uh, a problem uh, fighting because at Rough and Rowdy, you're so used to feeding off the energy of the crowd. Uh, did you have any trouble building up that energy once you got going or? Hell no, dude. Trailer Park's mom was yelling like, like crazy, dude. Let's go, Trailer Park. So I was like, man, <laughs> fuck that lady. And then, uh, yo, so you guys saw, right? My my hair was kind of falling out. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah. fuck, like, I don't want it to get in my face. So once I like realized it was going to be an issue, I was just like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna end it. <laughs> Normally, like I, I sit back and I like pick people apart, but I was just like, man, fuck just that. Go after I'm not it. dealing with it. Yeah. Now there is a. You know, with all respect to you, there's a way bigger fight at this rough and rowdy. Oh, huge, dude. Jose Canseco is fighting. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Now, Jose Canseco definitely has some age on him, but he looks to still have the muscle he had in the past. He's fighting Billy Football, who works for Barstool. Uh, take it out of a boxing perspective, just as a fan of combat, what are your feelings about it? I... I think it's going to be uh, entertaining, like fight-wise, you know, people will be like, whoa, just because there's, not saying Billy Football is like a, a star stud, but like 20K followers on Instagram, like people know of him, Jose Canseco, people also know of him. He's kind of like a celebrity at some point. Uh, there was talks of him fighting Logan Paul, which boost his status, you know, so there's a lot going on uh if if you're asking who do i think is gonna win jose canseco by far billy football looks like trash fighting like what there's no way i mean you can understand why he hit all those home runs in the past sure there might have been a little bit of help but you can still look at him you you understand why he hit all those yep. home runs in the past hell yeah his cup's probably like size zero small plus, jose canseco's like fought before yeah, yep. I've I've seen him. He's he's not that bad. Like yeah, he probably gasses quick and like but he looks better than that small clip I saw of Billy Football going you know, I don't know if you guys caught caught on, but yeah, it, it wasn't bad. it wasn't uh pretty. We saw yeah, the video yeah. Canseco uh, training too, so yeah. he's ready. Really? Yeah, I didn't yeah. see that yet. Was that him uh punching that speed bag real quick? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. At least he's in a spot that, like, looks like... Yeah. You know? And you look at it and go, I mean, how much training does he really need? He's yeah, he's a big though. dude. Yep. One of, the, one of the best hitters in baseball history. I mean, right? Dude. But 
a completely other different perspective. Like how big is this for like the rough and rowdy brand itself? Now that you're getting Jose Canseco of all people. Yo, this is huge for the brand, huge for the brand. The part of the reason why I want to stick around with this promotion, like once one person does it right, like he's that one person, he jumps in and he's doing it. That opens the door for like everyone else. People start saying, Oh, a hundred K. Yeah. I'd probably fight someone for a hundred K then do it. Do it on Rough and Rowdy. There's your shot. There's also a trickle-down effect to it. You know, when you bring in somebody of that status, it also rubs off on you guys, the guys below Jose Canseco. It's still more people coming in to watch Jose Canseco, but if you're coming in to watch Jose Canseco, you're also going to be watching you fight. Yeah, you're definitely getting more eyes no matter what happens. Dude, that's what I want. I need some eyes on me. So it's the Super Bowl three, rough and rowdy, Barstool, Charlestown, West Virginia. Um, what are your expectations going into this fight? Uh, should be a little bit more of a challenge, I would imagine, than uh, Trailer Park was, because that was an organized slaughter. <laughs> uh, dude, I think Shizat's a fat fuck, honestly. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, cool dude, but not a fighter so you're not worried there's always there was some worry like well if he hits me good who knows yeah there was before but like dude i'm starting to feel like really confident like i've i've been training with like some some good guys like good guys at my gym where i'm like oh maybe like maybe a couple more months and then maybe i might turn pro but like who who knows like never know it's tough but uh you know the pay might get a little bit bigger no, I actually think it would go down. That's why I'm like, ah, I should just oh. stay rough and rowdy, you know? <laughs> so beyond this rough and rowdy, uh, win or lose, and we're expecting win, um, you st- see yourself staying with them, getting some more fights with them? Yeah, I think so. Uh, this one I'm, I'm really trying to work on, uh, like, networking. Um, so I, I got a sponsor, Pete's Pop. Um, they, they sell like exotic snacks and stuff and he's a good dude. I uh, was able to buy some sweatshirts for me to hand out. Um, so my plan go. is to uh, freaking like try, try and talk to Portnoy, be like, Hey man, I printed off like 30 of these sweatshirts and they're pretty cool. It says like uh, one bite and then on the back, it's like a butt. And then it has a pizza slice just kind of <laughs> chilling on it. And it's supposed to be like, oh, here, Portnoy, like, it's part of your brand. But, like, I eat ass kind of with it, too. Uh, and I hope I'm just going to give them to him. It's like $1,000 worth of product. I'm just going to give it to him and be like, hey, man, can, can you sell these? And then donate the proceeds to Barstool Fund. If he says no, then I'll sell them myself and then donate. So that, um, that's, where the, uh, that's where your mission lies with is donate to the Barstool Fund. Yeah, yeah, and you know, like, uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna write on my back, like, we need to talk at Stool Prez, cause like, for some reason, he, he likes to read my shit. I don't know. Um, it was kind of cool seeing that he, uh, he talked about me on that podcast, that PFF's podcast, yeah. and uh, he, he was trying to get that Bryce Hall fight going, but didn't oh. happen. You, you obviously are of some value to Barstool Sports. They keep bringing you back. You are marketable. And they want yeah. you. Yeah, dude, it's kind of cool. Yeah, what, what what color should I dye my hair for this one? You got options or? 
Uh, I don't. So, so I'm, I'm kind of stuck. I'll, I'll show you guys. Uh, fuck. I'll show you guys after. Because last time you went blue. Like yeah. So, blue. I'm, I'm red, for this card. Uh, so, my, my idea is either go like black and gray. So I'll have like individual braid strands that are like black and gray, or I'll just go full out rainbow. Ooh, full out rainbow. Yeah, yeah you think so? This sounds pretty good. It's going to be a crazy event, the whole thing. Like, Bro, I know. <laughs> like, when you first hear Jose Canseco's coming on to fight, you're thinking, okay, is he actually, though? Because Jose Canseco has a history of, like, not showing not up things. Mm-hmm. But this, he's we're to nine days out, and it looks like it's going to go. I mean, the man tweets out he believes in aliens and Bigfoot, and now he's coming to Rough and Rowdy. What? You don't believe in aliens? Not, no, to, the, not to the degree that Jose Canseco does, because he was, you know, he, them. he was going out to people saying, Yo. listen, you give me $1,000, I'll show you where Bigfoot and the aliens are. And you got to give what? me that cash up front. It's like, he wait a minute. They, he was worried they were getting COVID. Yeah. Dude, I, I got to talk to this guy. You definitely have to talk to this guy. Yeah, Ooh. I'll be like, yo, Jose, I like your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Fist bump him or something. <laughs> But no, I, I kind of hope I hope uh, he brings her too. That like you guys were talking about eyes, dude. Eyes would be everywhere if he brought her. Yeah. More Crazy. social media influence and reach. Yep. And that's what this event's really all about. I mean, nobody. That's why. That's why I hope company. he wins. I feel like it would be much better for the promotion if Jose Canseco wins. So we we brought you on last week just before the Super Bowl, and we talked a little bit. The Rough and Rowdy last year was in Miami, placed the Super Bowl this year, a little bit different. Uh, so I'm going to ask you again this year for your Super Bowl prediction. I asked you last year, and I want to see uh, want to see what you're thinking this year. See if you're riding with the Chiefs or uh, Tom Brady and them boys. Dude, definitely the Bucks. Oh. No, you don't think – oh, my gosh, I'm sorry, well, guys. You're from New England. To... Of course you're riding with Tom Brady. I know. I don't mean to disappoint, but definitely Tom Brady and the bucks well i i disagree with you there but i agree with basically everything else you're doing in your career so far <laughs> uh so Dude, one thing's not gonna fracture that i not gonna lie i kind of wish it was uh uh fuck bill's mafia versus oh, tom brady yeah. just uh, just yeah. for them to get there and then tom brady sits on him is that tom brady <laughs> waiting for you after he leaves you alone <laughs> yep that would be great. He's the, the final boss. Yeah, you guys get it. It's funny. Oh, so, man. Casey Dale's fighting Shizat the Rizat, February 5th, 2021. Rough and Rowdy, Super Brawl 3 in Charlestown, West Virginia. Casey, you know you're always welcome. I want to thank you again for coming on. Uh, good luck next Friday. Although, we'll be watching. With how much skill you have, not sure that luck has that much to do with it. But. Thank you for coming on, and good luck to you next weekend. Thanks, guys. Shout out Too Many Men. Hey. So thank you to Casey again for coming on. Uh, good luck. Next Friday, Super Bowl three, rough and rowdy. Uh, next Friday, Super Bowl three, rough and rowdy. Right before the Super Bowl. Sunday. Yep. John, you ready for the Super Bowl? Yes, sir. But – yeah, we're not going to talk about the Super Bowl right now. Not yet. No, we're gonna not. No, we're not talking about it at all this episode. Tom, Tom's we'll fake, that for next fake week. snapping right now. Well, let's, college let's, fake snap. So we got enough. <laughs> you do. You do. <laughs> let's, let's talk. About, 
Let's talk about your kink. All right, what is it? Okay, so Tony implied this at the beginning of the podcast. He is right. It is essentially a salary dump. Oh, Oh, no. Colorado. No top top five prospects are going to Colorado. (laughs) St. Louis is number nine and nobody else in the top ten. And and they are giving the Cardinals $50 million to take him. Listen, it's $50 million. Just take him. Get him out of here. And Arnado's going to take less money. That's wow. Arenado gets an, an extra no trade clause or an extra opt out. A full no trade will remain in place because he wants to stay in St. Louis. And all this is done because apparently Colorado wants to re-sign Trevor Story. <laughs> Damn. They moved heaven and earth for Trevor Story. Damn. That's a very that's Mets move, John. That's a big brain shit right yeah, there. Yeah. That's <laughs> hey, hey, if I didn't know the teams involved, I would have thought that was the New York Mets. There you go. Are we gonna talk? Well, let's wait, talk wait, about the Mets. He wants to talk about Uncle Stevie. Yeah, I, I, I want to talk about that. your king, uh, Steve Cohen, who was just under so much backlash from memers, and he you know, he the Twitter. common man that he deleted his Twitter. So let's let's start where this where this whole story begins. Game stonk. Game stonk. So we'll go we'll go back a couple days. I'm gonna twist you a tail. Um, <laughs> So we start out, and <laughs> this Reddit community, uh, this guy called uh, Wall Street Bets, right? So what he does is he goes in and just decides what stock he's going to buy, how he's going to do it, whatever, and he starts buying them, and he talks about it on his Reddit, and everybody likes it. They all have discussions of what stocks are doing well, what stocks aren't, blah, blah, blah. He realizes that uh, the hedge funds are all shorting certain stocks. Because they're all in collusion with each other, so they all know which ones aren't going to do well, which ones are, whatever. However, the quarterly reports are going to look before they even come out. And so he notices that 102% of GameStop stock is being shorted, which means basically they're going to make money on them not doing well. More people were shorting the GameStop stock than actually owned GameStop stock. So that just shows you how much money was in on this. So he notices that and says, hey, I have a pretty big following on Reddit. If everybody that follows me on Reddit bought GameStop stock right now, we could get that number so high that we're going to make a fuck ton of money and in the meantime bankrupt these these Wall Street hedge fund managers. So they all, as a joke, just start buying the shit out of GameStop. It goes from $11 in November to $400 at the peak it was today. $498. Is Which really? is just insane to me. Essentially just meaning the crap out of GameStop, GameStop stock. Right. So now it's sitting at a comfortable $312. They were a Fortune 500 company for a little bit. Yeah. They're, 300, <laughs> they're worth $300 more a share right now than they were... Two months ago. Not even. Not which even. Is, no. Which is two ridiculous. Weeks ago. Yeah. Well, two, uh, it started going up a little bit. It was like $18 in the beginning yeah, of January. Yeah, $20 or something. So, yeah. but once he started from 18 to 500 almost, and now it's down to 312 because, and here's where the other part of the story comes in, an app called Robinhood, that their whole app was built on the fact that they're going to steal from the rich and give to the poor. Give the little guy a shot. To invest money the way he wants to. Not have to in the South Park episode where they're going in and they're giving the money manager money. And he goes, and it's gone. Let's go exactly a year ago tomorrow. GameStop, $3.93 a share. 
It did not uh, get to double digits until September, where it got to 10.09. November was like 11. It opened the year at eighteen dollars. Yep. So and then uh, at, at seventeen twenty-five. And then the memes up. hit, and then it just shot off. Who does the stuff for their stock going up during a pandemic? By the way, uh, that's a lot of stocks right now, and I'll that's get a to lot that of too. PS5s. So, so Robinhood is this app that normal people are supposed to be able to use. Help them get access to the stock market without having a middleman. Like Robinhood would act as your middleman. Yeah. You just put your money straight in, and you get whatever stock you're trying to buy. They start getting pressure from these multi-billion-dollar hedge fund managers, and even rumored a little bit higher than that. Yes. Uh, and so what they do is they say, oh, hey, guys, this is a really volatile market right now. We're not going to let you invest in these companies because it might crash any day and you'll lose all your money. It's like, no, no. That's not how this I, works. I know that it might crash. That's the whole fucking stock market. The yeah. whole thing tomorrow. That's new, the point of what we're doing here. <laughs> like new coronavirus. It might crash. I don't care. I want my money here. That's what you're here for. So, and, and, it's in, my some, money and in some and instances, right? I heard that they were closing people's accounts out, yeah. like without even yeah. like straight up just selling all of their stock without them actually saying sell my stock. So now they they moved on from just GameStop. Now it's also AMC, <laughs> Nokia, Blackberry. Blackberry, Naked, all these different companies that Co- were worth Kodak pennies <laughs> a couple days ago because they were failing companies. And we noticed, hey, the hedge fund managers are shorting all these companies because they know they're losing money. Man, if Black if if Blockbuster was still it, like a stock, uh, a stock, around, oh, oh my god, god it would it'd be, be through like, the roof. It'd be like a grand right now. <laughs> I told I told Tony last night. I texted him. I said, "Hey, when's when are we? Uh, when's the stock for Woolworths uh, getting posted again?" Dude, they're just gonna start doing like they should start. Sears should make a comeback. Oh my god, <laughs> they would too. So all this is going on. Meanwhile, Uncle Stevie, as you like to call him, is getting hammered. He is losing hand over fist. At this point, billions of dollars. Because of what's going on here. Because his his money mutual fund, his hedge fund that he manages, had all the GameStop shorts. They had all AMC. All these companies that are doing really well right now because of memers sticking it to the man. He's losing all of his money. Because that was supposed to be a sure thing. He looks at this pandemic. All the stock market people looked at this pandemic when it came. And they said, cool, stocks are going to crash. So let's bet against them. Yeah. And that's what they all did. And they all made they made trillions of dollars off of what happened to the rest of us. We're all losing money. People are losing their homes. Awful things are going on. And these guys are on Wall Street making money like crazy. They're celebrating this because they know what the market's going to do. It's and like the, it's, as a Mets fan, this isn't how you wanted to start the start the year, was it? No, I mean, no. This, but, it, but wait until Trevor Bauer. Yeah, that's true. Listen, if he loses enough money, he's not going to have – this is going to be the Will Ponds part two. Uh, We were talking about this before the show. The Will Ponds, no one really had a problem with the way they were running things until, like, what, 09? It was blatantly obvious that you were not spending money. Bernie Madoff took all of their money. They were involved in that. All their money was gone. They were getting sued and stuff. It was crazy. And now – they had no money, so they weren't buying people. They weren't going out. This is your Bernie Madoff for Steve Cohen. It's Reddit and GameStop. Listen, Bernie Madoff. Congratulations. <laughs> he now a, has no money to spend anymore. I don't have as trade Lindor. Bad, I don't have as bad of an outlook on the whole Mets situation as you guys. I think 
Really? Long, Have think, you not been a Mets fan for that long? I think I think long term, Steve. I think Stevie's gonna be fine. I think it's you better just, hope. I I think you know he has to and I think, pray. I think and also, you know who this let's talk about the fact A-Rod that it's rumored that Steve Cohen was one of the people calling the CEO of Robin Hood. This wouldn't happen. And to asking them to stop this, the trades on GameStop and AMC and all these other places. A Rod would have been big into GameStop. A Rod would have been huge into GameStop. Listen. Steve, he just needs to take. That's why he deactivated his Twitter, and that's a good thing. He just needs to, you know. Oh yeah, that's that's actually. He should have done that. He shouldn't have made the, the fucking minute, Twitter. The minute Dave Portnoy started fucking just attacking him, firing shots. Yeah. He also, for those of you that don't know, Dave Portnoy, El Presidente, the the leader of Barstool, he takes things very personally. So what he will do is he will go out and he will purchase a $500 bottle of champagne and he will engrave the name of his enemies on that bottle of champagne. And the day that something happens to one of He'll those people, it. he pops that bottle of champagne and he drinks it in a live video. And he lets everybody know, this person wronged me at one point. Yep. I am now drinking to their sorrows. He's on his list, Steve John. Cohen Steve Cohen is on one of those bottles on his shelf. Congrats. <laughs> I'm and supporting what he did, I'm just saying. Long now, term, I think the team will be fine. The leaders of Robin Hood are uh, facing criminal charges, and they're getting sued in a class action lawsuit mm-hmm. filed in the state of New York. Uh, which is why everybody who owns these stocks, even though uh, Robin Hood and everybody else wants them to sell, they're holding. No one's <laughs> yeah. selling their shit. So what was supposed to happen was GameStop was going to skyrocket, and then everyone was going to make some money, and then they'd sell. But no, because you told us we're not allowed to buy this shit anymore. We're keeping it. And we're going to keep it. It's not going to fall below $300. Because no one's actually going to sell to get it below $300. I love it. I, I love all I of hope it. you're happy, John. I hope Steve this Cohen the owner gets sent back to jail. This makes me hate the Mets even more. Back to jail. Yeah, he went to jail. You didn't know that? Oh, yeah. He went to jail for insider trading. But, he, but he's not thing. the Wilpons, so we no, won't him so we, yeah. Oh, yeah, he I forgot you're money. a Mets fan, too. Not the Wilpons. Hey, Eric. Not the hey, Eric. Yeah. Your team's going down the shitter again, bud. Oh, are we? Yep. Are we? Because right now we're six best odds to win the World Series. He didn't, he didn't gonna, go to jail. It's not oh, going to no. affect him. He no, escaped he criminal indictment. Okay. He Everybody else he was with. <laughs> he was supposed to go to jail. My bad. He was supposed to go to jail, but he didn't. This is your This is your king. This Listen, is the man who wants to bring back the black yes. Mets jerseys. Listen. No, you need you need tradition. He also need, wants to make John, the seats at uh, orange and blue, right? John, you know what you need in your life? You need tradition. You need structure. You need pinstripes. What does, what does Ooh. Mean? Listen, Steve Cohen clearly lives will... rent-free in Portnoy's head. What, what, I don't I don't think anybody say? can live in Portnoy's head. I think no, that, I think Portnoy lives in people's heads. I think Portnoy... He doesn't even like need to knock. He just walks in. He's living in that head. Do you, do you need this? He owns multiple Steve properties. Steve Cohen deleted his Instagram. Uh, no, no, Twitter. sorry, Twitter. You know what Dave has? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. He's got a TikTok now. That's true. Has he backed off because Steve Cohen got upset? No. No. Steve Cohen backed off because Dave Portnoy got upset. Steve Cohen is in the wrong. I'm not. The, I'm not defending that. I'm just saying. What if he turned around and sold the Mets tomorrow? How would you feel? At a hella discounted price, A Rod. Who, who would buy that? A Rod. A Rod. The Wilpons. The Wilpons buying back. The Wilpons buying back. Wilpons discounted price. <laughs> Harris Blitzer Entertainment. You just say it slightly. Slightly discounted price. No, it's gonna be heavily slightly. discounted. Slightly. I'm talking. He sells them back for a billion. John, slightly. I'm talking like 30 percent. 30%, 30%, <laughs> That's a slight sale. Right. 
Okay. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron should buy the team. Why? What? LeBron said he wants to buy a, like a team at some point. All right. So that's gonna wrap this episode. Uh, we got an. Ex- we have an exciting week coming next week. We got Pamela Maldonado coming from Odd Shark on Tuesday's episode, and then next Friday we're revealing our bets for the Super Bowl. My most favorite episode of the year. So be sure to tune in next week. Thanks again to Casey Dale for coming on, and we will see you next week for the episode of Too Many Men. Dogecoin to the moon.